Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So Philippians chapter 1 is where I'm going to be speaking from today, but today's going to be a little different because it is Vision Sunday. And uh, I hope you're up for it. I hope you came expectant. I hope you came ready to receive because I believe God's got something great for all of us. But, um, but Vision Sunday, it's kind of like in our church, you know, there's Resurrection Sunday, you know, in the whole Easter season. And, you know, there's Christmas where we celebrate the fact that Jesus was born, the fact that he was born. And we celebrate that. And then for, the, for, for our church, kind of the next thing is Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday is like so exciting. Who was at Vision Sunday last year? <laughs> so that means the rest of you weren't, which is really cool. That's really, really cool because you didn't get to experience that, but you're getting to experience it now. But last year's Vision Sunday, for me, will go down as probably the greatest of all time. But I don't know, maybe today will be on a whole nother level, because every time I say that, God always just does something new. God always just does something better. And so we read about it in Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to put it up on the screen. If you don't have your Bibles, that's okay. But in Philippians 1, in the message, I'm reading from the message, Paul says this. By the way, this is Paul's happiest letter. He is absolutely ecstatic, and you read it, you you get that sense by the time you get to verse number 3. That he is just pumped up, fired up, um, excited. You just sense again the apostolic anointing on Paul and how he just loves the churches that he's planted and he loves the churches that he's over and loves the churches that, that, that are thriving. And even the ones that aren't thriving, he just, he just loves people. And so we read it here. He says in, uh, this is starting in verse 3. Paul says, every time, he's speaking to the church in Philippi, he says, every time you cross my mind, I break out in exclamations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is a trigger to prayer. I find myself praying for you with a glad heart. I am so pleased that you have continued on in this with us, believing and proclaiming God's message from the day you heard it right up to the present. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. Wow. But he goes on, he says, it's not all fanciful for me to think this way about you. See, I love that Paul's pretty practical as well. You know, he's, he's, he's amazing, but he's practical. He says, my prayers and hopes have deep roots in reality. You have, after all, stuck with me All the way from the time I was thrown in jail, put on trial, and came out of it in one piece. All along, you have experienced with me the most generous help from God. He knows how much I love and miss you these days. Sometimes I think I feel as strongly about you as Christ does. So this is my prayer. And this, I believe, is our prayer today. Is that your love will flourish. And that you will not only have love, but will not only love much, but well. 
Learn to love appropriately. Not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life. Circumspect and exemplary. A life Jesus will be proud of. Bountiful in fruits from the soul. Making Jesus Christ attractive to all. Getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much, Father, for the power of your word this morning. Lord, we thank you right now, Father, that every time your word is read, spoken, digested, taken on, Lord, consumed, Lord, thank you that it's not like just reading some book off a shelf. It's the living, your living breath on a page. And Lord, when we read it, it changes us. When we read it, we see stuff. When we read it, it's just different every single time. And it's because you inspired it. It's your word. Lord, we thank you for the power in it. And God, we thank you for everything you're doing this Vision Sunday in our church and in our city, Lord. We're grateful for all of it. In Jesus' name, we all said together, amen. So what does Paul say here? He said, God has began this work. He says, you've carried on with me. I'm excited about that. He said, I love that you're a part of this with me. He said, but he is almost like he stops him. He says, don't forget. Don't forget that God has started a work in you. God has started to do something in you. There is something happening with your life. And it's the same for us today. He says he's begun something in you and he goes on and he says he's going to carry it on. It's going to get better. There's going to be a sense of flourishing about it. There's going to be this, this, uh, this amazing trajectory that your life is going to keep going on. And then God's going to complete it. God's going to complete it. But he says along the way, this is what Paul's saying, saying God's done something, he's going to do something great. But what he says is along the way, it's going to get better. Along the way, it's not going to be this thing where, oh, you just sort of, you know, downcast and, oh, you know, man, you're going to have to go and serve the Lord, which means, oh, it's so hard and, oh, man, like again. No, he's saying, no, 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 God has done something in you. But it's going to get better. And then it's going to get better. And then it's going to get better. And then eventually he's going to complete it. But while we're doing this now, it's amazing. And that's what Vision Sunday is all about. It's remembering. See, Vision Sunday for us is really a celebration. I mean, last year at Vision Sunday, we weren't even here. Last year in Vision Sunday, we didn't have a home. We were just trying to figure it out. We were scrapping in the streets, trying to find a place to do church. I mean, there was a day when on a Monday morning, when usually consciousness comes a little late in the day for me, being a pastor, I call it my holy hangover. (laughs) On Monday morning, I would wake up and try to get to my phone and text my brother-in-law, Jeremy, and we'd we'd try to figure out taking the U-Haul back. Because we would just live this rented church life where we're just carrying all this, I feel like we just Spent years just driving around our city in a U-Haul. That's where we used to be. And look at where we are now. But we get this very theme right here from Paul. You know, Paul's been thrown in jail. He's been put on trial. He's been tested. He's been mocked. He's been ridiculed. 
And I don't think we could ever get that sense truly for our own lives of exactly what he went through. You know, I know we struggle, but it's amazing what God has done and the future has never looked so good. So that's the theme for today. And that's the theme for the vision of our church going forward is this. It's Philippians 1 verse 6. It's that God has begun this work in you. But because of that, the future has never looked so good. Because of what God is doing in your life, because of what God is doing in your heart, because of maybe what has already taken place, no matter which way you choose to look at the future, the reality for you is because you have Jesus, the future has never looked so good. So when it comes to your marriage, the future has never looked so good. When it comes to your career, man, the future has never looked so good. Man, when it comes to your relationship with your kids and the kids' future, it's never looked so good. It's amazing. And sometimes in life, and this is what the enemy loves, is because of the way life is and because of our human nature in this life we live, we sometimes we get to a place where we think, man, the future's not that great. Man, I, you know, since last paycheck, I've been going through this, and man, and we just allow our, our faith level to drop. But the whole reason we have this thing called the Bible is because God wants to remind us of how good the future is, how amazing it is in Jesus' name. So the future has never looked so good. Who loves the installation out there in the lobby? Isn't that awesome? Can we give it up for our team and say thank you to them for putting that together? I know they're excited about it. I'm excited about it. But man, that's just going to be out there for a while as we all just get a hold of this. It's really, really cool. So we're going to talk about Vision Sunday. So I'm excited right now. We're going to talk about some of the things that are ahead. You ready? Awesome. Well, hey, one of the things, and you know me, I'm not going to, you know, I'm a a three-point kind of guy. If you don't know that yet, you'll find out pretty quick. But I love three points on a Sunday morning. They're not just points, they're handles. They're things that are supposed to help us move forward in our lives. Don't come to church not expecting God to help you because he wants to help you from, from his word. So we still got three points this morning, but they're attached to the vision of our church. You ready? Yeah. So number one, this morning as a church with vision in our, in our eyes is number one, we're going to make more room. We're going to make more room. All right, let's watch, let's watch this video. Hey Church, Vision Sunday 2019. We are so excited to be here in this moment with you and um, looking forward, casting vision to what God has for us in the future. Vision is such an amazing thing. It's almost tangible as you look forward to what God has for you and you believe in faith that He's going to bring these things to pass. It's so exciting. you guys, but I've really been missing our night services. I feel like there's a gaping hole in my heart where they used to be. And um, we wanted to announce today that starting in January of 2020, we're adding a third night service. We 
can't wait to host you as you come. We're gonna swing wide the doors. We're gonna make room for people who maybe can't come in the mornings or just didn't make it in the mornings or who just wanna come again because let's be honest, how awesome is it to be in the house of God all day? Yeah, this is going to be a completely different service this Sunday morning, so you can expect something completely different. We're going to have extended worship. We're going to have more ministry time, time in prayer together. The messages are going to be geared differently. They're going to be amazing. We're excited to invite some of our global family, some guest speakers that are friends of ours to come and speak and deposit something into the house at these night services. And you can expect a few preview services. Um, between now and Christmas, so October, November, December, we're going to have a couple of those pop-up services, opportunities to experience what they like, what they like, but I'm really, really excited that this coming year, we're going to start doing night services. How cool is that? How cool is that? Oh, I love it. We're going to make more room. No, I just said before, we didn't used to have a home. And I was thinking about this, you know, whole situation, and I don't know if it was like a Holy Spirit moment or it was just like a realization, but it was like, man, we have doors now. <laughs> like, actually, like our own doors. Like our church owns those doors. And I, I don't know, this is just how God's wired me, but I, I, I think about stuff like that. I'm like, they're our doors. <laughs> so we need to open those doors again. We need to open those doors again. And so I think, again, this is God working in our, but we used to have to do night services. We started off by doing night services, and then we went to Sunday morning, but there were so many times we needed to have a night service. And these night services were simply amazing. And we're going to go back to doing night services. But really, it's not like we're going to stop doing Sunday morning. We're just going to add the extra service. We're just going to make more room. And it's really, really exciting. But look at what Paul says, because I want to zero in on it. He says, live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul. But look at what he says, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Sunday night church. So yeah, we, 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 we praise and we worship and we come to Sunday morning and, you know, I, I get it. People have different, you know, uh, likes and, you know, Sunday night might be more attractive to some people. We're going to gear this differently. It's going to be a different service. It's not going to be like Sunday morning. It's going to be a, a different service. And so some of the things that, that you know, you'll, you'll feature in it, I think I talked about it in the video, or you'll see featured is, is extended worship and prayer and ministry time. People just to be able to soak in the presence of God and spend time worshiping Him. And I'm excited to invite some of our friends, friends of Colonial, to come in and preach messages and some people that are going to really deposit something in the house. And so that's, what's, that's what you can expect on Sunday night. And like what we always do, you know, we never started our church by like just clicking our fingers and having church every week. We, we went slowly and we went slowly so we could go fast. And now we're going fast, but now we have this service, we're going to take it a little slow. So we're going to do one service in October. I think it's October 13 is our first pop-up service. We're going to have Sunday night service, and we're going to all get to experience what that's like. And then we're going to do that again in November. We may add an extra one in November. We may not. But can I just say that we're also trialing this, okay? So you can't hold me to any of this stuff because <laughs> it may not work. Or it just may not be the right time. And so I just want to say that as well. And that's the reason that we want to take slow steps 
and move forward. So we're going to have three or four opportunities between now and Christmas to do these Sunday night services. And I really would pray that all of you just come and not, not treat it as oh, I'm just a Sunday morning person. I'd love it if you could get involved, like Paul talks about. Just get everyone involved. But I'm believing these will be opportunities for young people to come. Um, I'm believing it's going to be like the exchange's main service. Everyone who goes to exchange is going to be their service. And, um, you know, we're going to see college kids come. And, you know, I'm really, really praying that these will be salvation nights. where People enter the presence of God and they're just like, man, you know, I got saved in a Sunday night service. You know, and we want to hear that testimony. Uh, people getting um, healing on a Sunday night, coming and actually saying, no, I need to go Sunday night because I need God to heal me. I need to meet with God so he can heal me. And um, so it's really, really cool. We're going to make some rooms. Does that sound good? Awesome. That's exciting. All right, I got to keep going. So we're going to lean into that. But the next thing we're going to do in church is a really, really exciting one. And I mean, they're all exciting, so you just have to, that's just what I'm like. I say everything is amazing because that's how I feel. Everything's amazing. But hey, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to step out in faith. We're going to step out in faith. So what are we doing first? We're going to make more room. We're going to open up the doors. We're going to open up uh, the space. We're going to make more space, but we're also going to step out in faith. So let's watch the video. Well, church, we're going to be stepping out in faith this coming year and really believing for big things together. There are some amazing things that have been happening in the life of our church. And one of those things is in the area of the women of our church and the women of our city. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Woven. We've been overwhelmed at what God's been doing through Woven. And we're so excited to see how it grows this year and what else God wants to do with it as we step forward and step out. So we've got Woven Nights coming up November 7th and 8th. And you'll notice there's two dates, which is different because at the last Woven, we really maxed out for capacity to be able to have Woven in our building on one night. So what you're gonna do this fall is you're gonna choose one of those nights, the Thursday or the Friday, and you're gonna register so you can be a part of the night. It's going to be the same night, two nights in a row, and it's going to be absolutely unbelievable. As we step out in faith into the next thing God is asking of us, we're so excited to announce that we are having our first ever Woven Conference in fall of 2020. We're going to step out. We're going to see what God has in store as we just jump in and see what happens when we launch into a conference, when we invite people in from our global family to be a part of it. We just step it up and go, you know what, God, we're going to say yes to whatever this looks like. And I think it's going to revolutionize what God is doing in the women of our city. Oh, come on. Let's get excited about that. Has anyone worked out how we're going to do that? <laughs> A few nervous nods down. <laughs> well, man, like, I don't know about you, but that's just exciting. You know, Woven has just been just this thing that has just, God just keeps breathing on it and keeps yeah. breathing on it, keeps breathing on it. Like, let me, let me uh, just set the picture for you a little bit. But, you know, we started off with, with Woven as just something that, you know, we wanted to, again, step out in faith because that's what a faith step is. You just take a step. And so we took a step. And I think the first time we had woven, we saw about 100, 100 women 
show up. And, um, and you know, we we're like, man, that's great. You know, that's really, really great. And we're excited and we're going to keep taking another step. And so the team, um, you know, did more planning, did more vision. And, um, and then we saw 180. And then we saw 350. Last time we did Woven, we had just under 600 women. Like, praise God for that. And God is so kind, he doesn't ask you to, to ascend to the top of the mountain when you first start. He just asks you to go to the first level, you know, the first place. And then once you're there and you've built some faith and seen God move, then he says, hey, just go, just go up there, you know. And that's what we've been doing. And our team and Jill and Katie and Emma and all, all of our amazing team have been putting on these nights and they've just been incredible. And we've always said from day one, we didn't want it to just be for our church. We wanted it to be for our city. And the cool thing about this, guys, is it hasn't just been for our city, but it started to be for our state. And the last time we did Woven, we were trying to get into this building, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. God knew. And, um, and we ended up asking uh, Pastor Walter at Anastasia Baptist Church if we could use their facility. So, and, you know, Walter and I have a great relationship. We're friends. And he was just like, of course, you can use this, you know, the sanctuary. You can have it. It's amazing. Like, we didn't pay anything for it. Like, we just were able to just go in and use it. Yeah. And we had close to 600 women show up. But the reason we couldn't change the date or push it back was because we knew of women who were flying in to come to Woven. And when you think about that, that's amazing. And I'm believing in faith as we build this conference. And, you know, our city, you know, we do festivals in our city and we do great one-offs in our city and we do some amazing things. But I'm believing that this isn't just going to be a one-off. This is going to be a pillar conference in this part of the world. And I'm believing that it's going to impact the nation and that women are going to come from all around the world, fly in to come to St. Augustine, Florida to go to Woven. Come on. So we're going to step out in faith. But it's going to take all of us to get behind it, even the guys, to get behind it. And we need to get behind it in prayer. We need to get behind it uh, with resource. We need to get behind it, um, you know, in encouragement. And so I'm really excited. We're not doing a church-wide conference to begin with. We're going to do Woven first. And, um, and I'm believing that God's going to show up and it's going to be absolutely incredible. Are you excited about that? A hallmark, I wrote this down, it's going to be a hallmark women's conference in our nation. I wrote it down. It's amazing. So, we've got one more to do, but before we do that, I want to read Psalm 127. It says this, I think we're going to put it up on the screen. Unless the Lord builds a house, the, workers, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early until late at night, anxiously waiting, working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Look at what it says, unless the Lord builds a house. Unless the Lord builds it, there's no point in doing it. Unless the Lord has ordained it, you're wasting your time. 
And when it comes to colonial church, I really believe he has ordained the building of this church. He has caused us to be here. I mean, why would an Aussie end up in St. Augustine, Florida? I mean, it's just still... I still have moments I wake up, what am I doing here? Lord, I need you. But God's in it. God loves it. One thing I've learned of serving God, I've been nearly Christian for nearly 20 years, is that there's certain things that God loves. He loves his son, Jesus, and he loves his house. He loves his house. And he loves to see his children worshipping in his house. He loves to see his kids coming in the doors of his house. He loves to see his kids raising hands, holy hands to him in worship. He loves to meet with his people. And where's one of the places that he does that the most? He does it in church. He does it in in church. He does it in his house. And so the third thing that we're going to do as a church is we're going to put a stake in the ground. So let's watch the video. I want to talk about this building. This building is amazing. I love our home. God has brought us to this amazing place, 550 State Road 207. Such an opportunity, such an amazing thing that God has done. I just want to go ahead and say at church, we're going to buy this building. The owners have given us an, an agreement. There's a purchase option that's part of our lease. And I really believe that we need to take the steps forward now to exercise that option. The building purchase price is $3 million. It's gonna take around about $600,000 to make this happen. But we're excited today, Vision Sunday, to announce we're gonna go ahead and buy this building. It's gonna be incredible not just to have a space that we lease for a season, but a place that we put a stake in the ground and we said this is what God has given over to us. We're gonna watch our children grow up here, watch our families grow here. We're gonna watch community happen here and friendship and life and just see what God can do with a church that has given their yes to Him and wants to see the city around them change for the glory of God and to see the world around us change for the glory of God. It's exciting. So as we look forward to our Heart for the House offering, which is in about a month's time, um, I would just love it if you personally could just, just cast your vision towards that, towards a stake being in the ground in our city and you personally attaching yourself to that vision. And as we all do that as a church and we give sacrificially and we believe for God to multiply and do incredible things, I really believe it's amazing and the future never looked so good. So what do you think? We're going to put a stake in the ground. We're going to put a stake in the ground for a few different reasons, but one of the main reasons is we're sending a message to this part of the world. We're sending a message to this city that we're in that God has caused us to be, and we're going to say this, we're not going anywhere. Let me say that again. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're here. And there's just something about putting a stake in the ground, a permanent stake in the ground that is just so powerful and sends a message to the city that you're in. Well, I think we've already, to our city, become 
a church that is relatively known, but this will make us absolutely well and truly known to our city. People are going to like, yeah, I know that church. I, I know where that is. And yes, we're in the early stages, but you know, we've looked at all of this and we really believe our board of elders is really on board. And you know, Jill and I, obviously, we believe in this. And you know, we've already shared this with our kingdom builders that this is the next step for us as a church. But you know, from the very outset, when we planted Colonial Church, we said that we would never rent a day longer than we had to that we would never go mobile a day longer than we have to. And, you know, we really believe in put a, putting a stake in the ground. Like, this is for keeps. This is for keeps. And so we're excited about that. And when we did the, the agreement with the owners who own this building, we, they're amazing people. They were, it was such a God thing. They blessed us and they, they welcomed us in. There were probably a lot of other people that could have taken this facility. You know, there are a lot of other people, but, but God wanted us to be here. And so here we are. But there's a few reasons we're going to do this. And I, and I want to I put some up on the screen because I want to frame our context for this. It's very important. But there's a few things that you've got to understand about why we're doing this. So first of all, before I put anything up on the screen, I just want to say this. You know me and you know that I, I care about stewardship. But I believe so much that God's called us to be faithful managers because this is all God's and we're just called to manage it. But if you look at kind of the purchase price and Everything, you know, versus what we currently pay in rent, it's, it's, it's a better deal to own it, but the point is we own it as well. So if it was going to be so much more and be a huge strain on us as a church, then, then we would use wisdom as faithful, wise stewards. We would not do that. But if we step out in faith, give sacrificially and able to purchase it, then even the cost of paying a mortgage on this building would be basically the same, probably less than what we pay now. And so to me, to me this is important to put a stake in the ground. And so, but there's actually a bigger picture going on here that God wants us to understand. The first is this, if you could put it up on the screen, is we live in the fourth fastest growing county in the nation. Yeah, it's, <laughs> have, a, have a good laugh. Have a good laugh, but I'm not laughing. There's a lot of people we've got to reach. The next is this, we have 7 million visitors annually to our county. And I want to let everyone in on something that God said to me a long time. He said that people will come to vacation in St. Augustine, but they'll also come to vacation in St. Augustine to go to Colonial. He said that to me a long time ago, and I believe it, that people will, will come in and say, yeah, I want to go to the beach, and I want, to go, I want to see the historic sites, but also want to go to church. And so there's 7 million visitors annually. The next is we're in the number one school district in the state. Yeah, praise God. I'm sure there's teachers here. We love you. We're grateful for you and all that you do. But here's the need, and this is the next one. There's currently 65,000 residential permits that have been issued at a county level. 65,000 new homes being built. And look at where God has positioned us right here is this next one we're going to put up, which is that there's 20,000 people expected to move into new homes on our corridor alone. Wow. At least. They, they estimate that, you know, per dwelling you can expect 2 to 2.5 people per dwelling. And there's well over 10,000 permits that have been issued on our corridor alone. On our doorstep alone. So if you want to talk about, is there a need? Oh, there's a need. 
There's a need for a healthy, vibrant, exciting church that preaches the name of Jesus, that, that, that goes where we need to go in worship. And there's a church that needs to, to invite kids in to teach them about who they are and the Word of God. And so we're going to put a stake in the ground. We're going to put a stake in the ground in Jesus' name. So what is it going to take? Well, the purchase price on, on the property is $3 million, and it's going to take roughly around $600,000. We're already talking to, to some financial partners that um, are willing to help us with this. And to be honest, we're always going to need financial partners that partner with us in the vision because we're always going to have big vision. We're always going to be doing stuff. And so we're already talking to them about it, and they see obviously what's going on and what we've already put into the building and all that sort of stuff. And so they're excited about it too. It's pretty cool when you've got a bank that's pretty pumped about your church, by the way. I don't know. That's, to me, that's sort of still blowing me away. But, um, but it's going to take roughly around $600,000 to make this happen. And, um, and I just have a big vision. You know, I'm, I'm actually believing in faith. We're not even going to need the loan. But we're going to trust God. And so this Heart for the House offering that's coming up, I really want you to pray about the part that you can play because it's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. It's about all of us sacrificially stepping up to the plate and saying, no, I'm part of this. I want to give over and above my regular tithing. That's God's anyway. And say, you know what? I'm going to give sacrificially to what God is doing. But it's going to take a pioneer spirit. It's going to take a pioneer spirit. These things just don't happen like that. They don't just happen like that. God can make it happen like that, but he uses people. He uses all of us to, to be in on the journey. And so it's going to take a pioneering spirit, and it's going to take all of us to be part of it. So Heart for the House coming up next month is important. And I always ask people to write something down in a message, and I'd love for you to write this down, because this is summing up what God is doing here. It's simply this. As we choose to build the church, God builds our lives. It's a fundamental truth in Scripture that when we build the church, God builds our lives. See, people could see that as one-dimensional, but I don't because God has shown me that it's not just about a physical house that he might give you. As you build his house, he'll give you your house. And I love when people preach those messages, they're great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's great. But it's so much more than just one dimension. It's also your relationships. It's also building something into your kids that is eternal. It's about things that go so much further than just, just the one dimension. It's friendships that aren't just friendships on a, on a surface level. They're deep friendships. God, it's God building your life. There are people in our church, and it's already started to happen. They're going to meet their, meet their life's partner in our church. God builds your life. As you choose to build the church, God builds your life. And it's exciting. So Heart for the House is coming up in October. And we're going to take up a sacrificial offering, and this is going to launch us into our future. And it's really, really exciting. And I just want to go ahead and say this right now that, you know, this is all kind of, this is great. And we're going to, you know, you need to have a strong church to be able to do great things. But I'm really believing that God is now transitioning our church from being this sort of thing that would come together and pop up. And, you know, we would put stuff together and rent a venue and do all that sort of stuff. He's brought us now to a permanent home, but it's now our turn as a church to begin to face outward as a church, to begin to turn and you know, be able to face out into the community. We had 800 students at Osceola Elementary right there. 
We got people all up and down this corridor. We got, um, you know, we got all kinds of people to reach, but it's our, our God is going to turn us around. He's going to face us out towards the community through all of this. And it's going to begin for Heart for the House. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now, but as we take up our Heart for the House offering, God's really put it on my heart for the very first 10%. You know how much I love talking about tithing and putting God first. The first 10% of our Heart for the House offering we're going to give away. We're going to give it away to Vision Rescue. And I don't know if you know Vision Rescue or not, but if you've been in our church a little while, you would have heard of it. But Pastor Biju Thampi is doing an incredible work in India, in the slums of India. And so um, can we put up that, that mission statement that, uh, that sort of encapsulates it? There it is. But basically, Vision Rescue is an incredible organization. And Vision Rescue is, has been for well over a decade, has been working um, in the slums in Mumbai, and now has extended out into different parts of India, is actually making a huge difference, educating kids in buses and giving them nutrition and, and obviously um, preaching Jesus to them and telling them and transforming lives. And it's so cool that, um, that, that, B, that Pastor Biju is, has actually seen some of these kids. This is so amazing. I just have to say, this will just blow you away. Some of these kids that he rescued in the early years are now the ones teaching the kids on the buses. Come on, let's give God some praise. So all that to say that we're a generous church and we want to face outward as well, both locally and globally, and the first 10% of that offering we're going to give away because that's what God calls us to do with what he gives us is to give the 10% back to him, to give it away. And so we're going to give that to Vision Rescue. I think Adam Robertson, who is the US person that looks after Vision Rescue, is going to be with us. And um, he's also going to be part of uh, Kingdom Builders um, Dinner. And um, he's going to be with us. And I've already told him that that's, that's what we feel like God's called us to do. So as we go ahead and build our church, we're also going to have an impact globally. And um, it's going to be really, really cool. So let's put a stake in the ground, hey? Let's be the type of church that says, no, nah, this, is, this is too good. What God is doing, like Paul says, let's get everyone involved in the praise and glory of Jesus as we build the church. So team, you can come back up and join me. I'm going to pray for us. But here's the point. The future's never looked so good. The future has never looked so good for me. And the future has never looked so good for you. Here's the thing that God wants to say to you today is this is personal. This is personal. And you could be sitting there today and saying, well, this is great. This is sort of corporately what's happening and you know, I get it. You guys are doing this and it's great. And most people would be like, that's great. But you could easily be left thinking, well, what does it mean for me? What does it mean for me? And I really want to just encourage you today that it's not selfish to say to God, what does this mean for me? You know, sometimes people live with that kind of spirit. And I believe it's not a spirit of God to live there and say, well, I'm not going to think about what God has for me. And sometimes we can put that in a bucket of, you know, I'm being super humble. And then eventually we start thinking, well, I'm getting ripped off. But God today, He wants to do something in your life. He wants to give something special to you. Because the God that we serve is not a God of the corporate. Although He, he is a God that reaches nations, He is the God that can turn massive things around, but He's a God who is a Father who loves you. He loves you. 
He loves your life. He loves what you do for work. He loves the fact that you have kids or maybe you don't have kids. He's a good one. He loves your interests. He loves what you like. He loves your dreams. And today on Vision Sunday 2019 for our church, He loves your future. And I don't know what dreams and what hopes you have. Some people, you know, I'm friends with and I understand. I know what people want, know what people like and love encouraging people when it comes to our dreams. But I'm one guy who knows a few people. We serve a God who knows everything and knows everyone. And so when it comes to your dreams, when it comes to your future, God's in on it. And he wants you to be in on it too. So let's not push those things aside. Let's believe together for great things. As you decide to build God's house, He's going to build your life. He's going to build into your life. He's going to build into what area of life you have going on. Maybe you are raising kids right now. He wants to build into your kids. He wants to build something so strong in them that even if you weren't in the picture, He would be in theirs. What about your your hopes and dreams and aspirations for career and community and career and, and, and progression. You know, sometimes in our world, we try to put that in a lower level box and say that's not as important because that's selfish. You know, God loves seeing you get promoted. He loves seeing you be blessed. He loves seeing you climb that ladder. He loves it when you do it for Him. He loves when it's all about pursuing God but he's like a father cheering on a kid. He just loves to see it. But I wonder what your dreams are. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe 2020 is the year where you're going to step out in faith and start your own business. Start your own thing. Maybe 2020 is a year you're going to start a family. But whatever it is, this is the truth this morning. Paul says that what God has begun in you, he will complete. And the future never looks so good. Would you stand with me? Come on. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.